everybody. It is the Multiply Church Resource Podcast with your hosts, Casey and Steven. So pumped to be back in the War Room studio. Steven, how you doing, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Excited to be potting today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this day, a little bit different than normal days because usually we get mornings together, but today it's afternoon. So you've had time to really like prepare your mind and your soul for this time that we have together. Yeah, for okay. right now. For right yeah. now. Cool. So glad you're prepared. Hopefully you, the listening person, are prepared as well because here it comes. I'm not sure what episode this is, but here it comes. This last weekend at the gathering. Explosive. 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 Mind blowing. Mind bending, mind blowing, mind altering. Yeah. I dare say. Mind altering. That sounds not right. Oh, right. That would be like some type of. Like psychedelic. Psychedelic. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. That I wasn't it. Retract that statement. At the compound. At the compound. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so, yes, it was fun to communicate again. It's been like almost a month. I forgot how to do it. But this was fun. I think this is a, this was a topic. This was a, a portion of scripture we had to review or revisit, yep. or, or felt we needed to to, to expand on because our buddy Sanchez, who we miss not being in his amazing like pimped out potting studio, right. um, Sanchez covered one through sixteen of chapter four in the book of Ephesians, and there was a lot of discussion on maturity, yeah, and and maturing. It seemed to be maturing in Christ, maturing in faith, spiritual maturity. And I just felt that that was something we need to do. I feel like that's something that we all need to do. Yeah. And continue to do. Absolutely. Yeah, we started out actually with a revisit oh, of yes. the Apest, which is the five-fold ministry in Ephesians 4 of apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher, which we talked about last week. So all of you who are listening this week, obviously listen. Right, this is last review for week. you. Feel free to fast forward. Yeah. Any new listeners? First of all, hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Sorry, this is I'm ridiculous. trying to be like a YouTube star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. anyway, I'm just okay. We're gonna get seeing you what crosses over to this. We're also. gonna get you there. Um, so anyway, talked about the APES, revisited that, the, all of the assessments we did with the team about a year ago, and then we've been sharing that assessment with those families that have come on board since. Yes. And they're super excited um, to figure out which of those offices they are strongest in, uh, which ministry they most naturally align with out of those five. So mm-hmm. um, that's exciting to see how our community community continues to evolve. And after that, sang a couple songs. And then you started with a fun, fun I illustration. Him, I tried to tell him. I was like, "Today's gonna be fun." Yeah, you don't know it yet. It was fun. It was. It was not your average boring week. It was actually fun. Right. No, wait. I mean, it was more fun than okay. most weeks are a lot of fun. Yeah. This was even more fun. Thank That's you. what I meant. I'm That's so what sorry. Meant. Yeah. Gosh, what mood did we get you in, man? Good. Not a good one, I guess. Jesus. Barely. Right, anyway, so, check it at the door, man. Check sorry, it man. Check the cotton door. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to adjust it. I'm going to okay. adjust it, okay? Keep going. So, illustration. You had a baby-ish 
toddler. Uh, older baby. Older baby. A yeah. big baby. Big baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a toddler. Uh huh. That's right. And then you had a child. Child. Yeah. And then um, an adolescent. Mm-hmm. And then an older teenager. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. Almost young nine, adult. Nine, yeah. Almost yeah. young adult. And then you had a sophomore, I think, in uh, college. Okay. Then you had an adult. Yes. And so you lined all of them up, and we were talking about how do we know when we grow? That rhymes. That just came right out. Did you write that down? That just came right out. No, that's not out of my notes. Take it away, man. Now, okay, you turned it around. Now you're on. Here we go. How do you know when you grow? And so it's obvious when you look at, you know, from this baby all the way up to this adult, like who is more mature physically? And then you went down line, and it was easy to determine who was more mature mentally. Mm-hmm. Right. You asked some questions. You gave some instructions. Mm-hmm. Some of them followed better than others, obviously. Yeah. The older ones. Older ones. Um, understood what was happening more so than the younger ones. Um, that baby was really disruptive. Super disruptive. Like, it's like he didn't even, it's like he wasn't even listening. It's like you didn't even know what was going on. Nope. Nope. It was adorable, though. He was acting like a big baby. A big baby. I love him. <laughs> he is okay. precious. So, and then we ended. And then that was it. And then we then we called it a day. And everybody got it. <laughs> <And then> they, <laughs> no, so, no, okay. So we talked about spiritual maturity along with physical maturity, mental maturity. What does spiritual maturity look like? And again, not to divide like spiritual secular or spiritual versus non-spiritual. It's not like that. We just use that word because I think it's the best way to help people understand what we're talking about so um but we're really talking about what does the path to god likeness look like are we looking more and more like god ourselves are we becoming more christ-like in our spirits in our souls in our bodies in our lifestyles in our thought patterns Mm -hmm. um, in our behaviors and before anybody tunes out or takes that word the wrong way it's the word that we normally translate as godliness right literally just means God-likeness. God-likeness. That's right. So um, so you introduced uh, this concept of stage theory yeah. to all of us, and um, it's really all about the stages of the journey with Jesus, right? So it's a map. So you can find yourself on the map, and you can decide where you want to go and how to get there, according right. to this map of stage theory. And I don't think we're going to spell it all out here, other than just giving the simple Maybe steps and stages. Yeah, steps and stages, re- re- real quick. But yeah, run us through that. Man. I, I want to talk about the background of of hearing about this, and then why I thought it was important for us uh, as a community. I actually think it's important for just about any community. But what I was told afterwards is this is the first time most people had ever heard of this type of discussion, right? Um, laid out because stage theory. Uh, I heard for the first time in a message from a guy named uh, John Mark Comer, Comer uh, from the Northwest uh, Seattle, Portland, 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 um, and uh, listened to a message months and months ago, and I was like, man, this is this is really helpful for me as I like have my own personal journey, but then it's also helpful as I attempt to shepherd other people because uh, in most like teaching type roles. Uh, there's usually pretty clear distinctions of like where people need to go and how they get there. Like for a teacher that's in first grade, they get something that says, this is what people need to know by the end of this to get to the next grade. Yeah. And not to say that our, our faith journeys is exactly like this, but uh, based on uh, just tons of history and not just like made up stuff, 
these stages have been kind of laid out and passed down from gener- generation to generation of Christ followers um, that think on a much deeper level than I do, but they've already mapped this out. So why, why would we create new things and new structures and new whatever? Like, let's just go back to what they've been using for thousands of years and, and actually give people some um, guidance yeah. as well as tools mm-hmm. to think through their own, but also how they interact with the world around them. Because if you're unaware, if you walk in the door and think, oh, I believe in Jesus, I'm like every single other Christian on the planet, uh, in some ways that's correct, and in some ways that's not correct at all Right. because of this journey. So I, I wanted to start with the biblical foundation of Paul talking over and over and over about maturation in faith, maturation in uh, our, our discipling, uh, our being discipled uh, into the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but then also, like, okay, why is this important? Like, why might this just not be a weapon, but a tool that you can use in your own journey and for the journeys of those around us? So that was mine. Yep, that's great. That's that's perfect setup. Now go ahead and walk us through the stages and the steps. Okay. So there are four uh, steps, but three stages. And the, the high level is basically the first step or first area of, of just existence is um, prior to coming to know Jesus, basically. So illumination is the, the transition point where the journey actually begins. But they make sure to put the step in there to be like, hey, walking in darkness, not knowing who Jesus is, not understanding what he's done, all these different things. Like That's like pre-belief. Uh, but then from there, you enter into the three stages. Um, and you, the first one begins with purgation. And, and purgation, uh, I think actually it's where the root word uh, gets you into purgatory. purgatory. Yeah. yeah. But it's like cleansing and uh, uh, removal of sins and all these different things because this is the stage primarily where you wrestle out a lot of sin. Yeah. Like gross sin being stuff that's super apparent, uh, conscious sin, which is apparent insofar as you understand like the ways of Jesus and like God's word and teaching and his spirit and then the unconscious stuff which is like that deep deep stuff yeah stuff. and just disclaimer go for it we we're not big on purgatory <laughs> that's Wait, what, that's pur- not in the Bible that's a Catholic church Roman Catholic concept where men in the church decided oh certainly you can't just step out of life on earth into the presence of God just like that there must be some kind of stage where you are refined to where you are then qualified to step into the presence of God in heaven something like that I'm not Catholic not doing it justice to all our Catholic listeners holler at us let us know about that did we just strike a nerve with you man like I was just saying that's just like a word well you were like you know like purgatory oh yeah because people know what the end anyway. No, no. Anyway, and I was wrong that the first step is awakening, not illumination. Illumination comes next. So the first step's uh, pre-stage, which is awakening. Second step is purgation. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but this is like being a child, like childhood, so mm-hmm. very dependent on others, probably drinking uh, the milk, the spiritual milk. Someone's feeding you. You're going on Sundays. You're listening to sermons, podcasts, whatever you got, and just kind of very dependent on others sin is a big part uh the second stage is illumination so purgation illumination this is like being in your youth where you start to walk out in proficiency the ways of jesus and probably uh the 
uh, spiritual disciplines, your inner, mo- your inner motivation is changing and obedience uh, is not just following the rules, it's like discerning. It's actually like a- a ownership. And in that ownership, you start to develop uh, an individual uh, concept of who you are in Christ apart from a group. And I made sure to point out that a group doesn't just mean a church. I mean, it could be a denomination, it could be a a theological leaning or inclination, like whatever group you kind of came up under, uh, as you move into this illumination stage, you start to realize like, hey, I don't need necessarily this grouping of people to be a Christ follower, like I'm a Christ follower in and of myself. So ownership and and you start to kind of move in in the ways of Jesus a bit more, maybe questioning long-time beliefs, maybe uh, chewing on uh, the things that were just handed to you at one point, and then uh, that, I mean, honestly, I, I can imagine that phase being decades long. Uh, and then they talk about this final stage of maturation being called union or maturity uh, as the perfect. You're stepping into this concept of the perfect, which the only good way we came up with to, to uh, translate it is uh, mature. You become mature in Christ. Um, sin becomes the exception, not the rule. Uh, and the be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That's the words of Jesus. This is kind of, I guess, where he was pointing us at some point. Uh, and ultimately, we're closer to God and we're closer to one another. So the end game of all this maturation, uh, abiding in God and then incarnating his love. Gotcha. Simple. So simple. Abiding. Three, three easy steps. Three easy steps. Abide in love, or excuse me, abide in God and incarnate his love for others yep so i love it that's you know the funny thing is is listening to john mark comer at bridgetown walk through this um we see this more and more with um a couple of years ago i was actually at this leadership seminar a leadership group i was a part of we were staying at uh, a beach in South Carolina, and we had brought in a pastor from Washington, D.C., who was meeting with us for a few days, and we were learning from him. And he basically walked us through this these steps. Old things new. And he used different language, uh, but he was describing it. And even the way that it's received and the way that people who are in a certain stage and then one person starts to move into another stage and the dynamics and tension, even in those relationships plays out exactly the same. And then you and I have been on in conversations with um, really deep thinkers. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular who's mm-hmm. a friend of ours that lives in Connecticut who has shared with us basically this same concept where there's four steps and three stages that people operate in of and move through. And it, it really creates a problem for the local church. It does. And someone specifically after the gathering came up and said, I don't hear many sermons or messages on this in that it might lead folks to realize that the end game is not to be dependent on a pastor or a leader and that could cause some tension inside of some churches that are yep. in existence currently yeah absolutely and i'm just gonna can, can i be a little controversial today i'd love are to are you okay yeah yeah you'd be okay depends on the type but, of mood but yeah go for it i, I think a couple of things. I don't think that the local church traditionally in our culture and context values stages two and stages three. Mm. And so those people end up leaving mm. the local church and they kind of operate in the kingdom, but not really tied um, tightly to 
a specific local church. So stage two and stage three, again, this is the illumination and union stages, the last two. This is as you become less dependent on leaders right. and more individualistic in your vantage point of your faith. And Correct. the union being this maturity moment. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking back, people I've known in relationships and people that I've probably misunderstood because I was in a certain stage at one point and didn't understand stage theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also, one more controversial thing, oh, okay. if, I, if I might, if I, I may. You may. Um, I think that children who are reared in the church stay babies. Because uh, why? Not all of them, but I think a majority. Um, because, again, uh, they're traditionally taught not to challenge not to question not to doubt or pretend like you're not doubting and for me it actually occurred to me as you were teaching and you talked about the hopes for your kids that Mm. they don't have your experience which hey I pray to God and have been for years that my kids don't have my experience um, that they could come to this awakening Mm -hmm. uh, without having to go through what I went through although again God's grace, yeah, fully sufficient. Sure. Um, at the same time, at some point, I will probably encourage my children to challenge what I have taught sure. them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with some guardrails, you know, with some boundaries, hopefully. But ultimately, it has to be their own before they can move through these stages. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think my concept, maybe my concept of what it means to be raised in in Christ likeness versus raised in the church right. has shifted so much that I probably speak about them that they're same thing, but mm, they're not. Yeah. Um, being raised in showing up to an event or a small group or whatever is not the same as being discipled. Right. And being raised in Christ likeness. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I still hold like, I, I, I met a gentleman this past weekend was like, I've been a Christian my whole life. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I was raised this certain way. I was taught these types of things. And man, the genuineness of this dude's faith is real. Like, yeah. And he's he's chasing after it. Yeah, uh, as much as you can discern that in meeting him correct. over the weekend. Well, I mean, I've, I've had some conversations, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, discernment, bro. Discernment. Well, it, it makes me, you know. Anyway. You made the point that maturing and yes. moving through these stages is not automatic with aging. Yes, 100%. And so that's the really important that was thing good. that people yeah. need to know and need to understand is that just because you've been in the church your whole life doesn't mean you've moved beyond a baby yes. or childhood um, in your faith. Correct. And so it reminded me actually of what our friend Eric Hodge said that he's come to a point in life where people say that they are Christian to him and he just uh. says to himself, I don't believe you. <laughs> and he's like, maybe, but time will tell. Time will tell. Like, I will watch you and I will listen to you and I will see you know, if that is true. Um, so can I say something controversial? Oh, please. Okay. Oh, this, is, this is getting this is really juicy. controversial. Finally, 20 minutes Finally, in. Finally, yeah. Well, it, it builds on what you said and it actually was a question that got brought up in the gathering, which yeah. was like, hey, do you think there are certain churches, certain types of churches that only play to or only create infrastructure and uh, programming. programming around certain stages, which I was like, just come out and say it, uh, which is that this stage one, this purgation stage, this this kind of entry point infancy of, of yeah. uh, coming to know Christ, it would make sense to me that if a church is primarily focused on seeing people go, come from pre 
like pre-awakening to yep. awakening into purgation, and that's all they're really focused on, then yes, they would create infrastructure, programming, uh, funding, like everything would revolve around that if that was what they were most focused on. Yeah. So I, I don't want to indict churches for this that may look like this because in their brains it's like that's what we want we want to see people go you know from death to life from uh darkness to light to all the things that rhyme with it um that's what we need so therefore we're going to do this to create an infrastructure and a and a an organization that's primarily focused on stage two and three like that's messy yeah is that even possible i don't know yeah but it's worth thinking about. So anyway. Well, I think, golly, this man, this is so much one. fun. I hope you're enjoying this, listener. As much as we are. <laughs> so I, I think because that, that purgation stage is all about sin management. It really is. It really yeah. is like kind of behavior modification. And we look at people who read the Bible and pray and fast and we say, oh, look at how mature they are. But the truth is that those disciplines, those practices are not maturity. They might be how we get to maturity. Sure. But just because people are reading their Bible, which we love, and I do every day, and I recommend everyone else does also, um, and people are praying and fasting, does not mean that they have moved to maturity. Although it is necessary and part of the process. Yeah, now we're, now we're getting this balance of like, like God searches the heart. Right. Right? He said, you know, I... Search the land, and I'm looking for like hearts. And Jesus came and said, "Hey, all these like religious practices that was okay, and probably for a time. But man, like God's really always only been after heart, right? And so I think what's beautiful about this, even as we look at these stages, is that each stage is just deeper, deeper into the heart. Yeah, deeper, deeper into receiving the love of the Father, and then putting that love uh, on display in union with Him, and then in union with others. Yeah, which at the end of the day, like that just, as I was wrapping up even, I was thinking like, man, like this really is just the gospel message. Like it ends where it begins. Right. Because we think, we hear the words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. And we're like, oh, I get it. I'm good. And it's like, dude, you don't even, we don't even begin to understand what that is. Right. And then we go on this and journey that's, to figure it out. And that's why this is important for people to That's understand so especially important. for our community is mm-hmm. multiply um, to understand that this is how we are thinking and how we're thinking about this journey Correct. Uh, with Jesus and um, I think one of the keys from yesterday was it's okay to be where you're at yeah right? like whatever stage you're in whatever step Appreciate you're taking it, celebrate it even celebrate it but know it you know and, and be okay with it because it is what it is right. really but the difference is that it's not okay to be okay with where you're at so it's, it's okay to be where you're at. There's really not much you can do about it, actually, you know, right, right in this moment. But um, but it's not okay to be okay with where you're at. And I think that's the difference maker. And I think that's what continues to propel and push people through these stages outside of the movement of God mm. in their lives and on their hearts is yeah. their hunger yeah. for it, for right. that union with the Father and with others. Right. Yeah. Wow. Man, if you're still with us, hopefully, mm. hopefully this challenged you. Um, th- this was a juicy one. Feel free to ask questions, text, email. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. That's Stevens Leaf's favorite thing. Um, yeah, don't email me. But let, but let's. Let, I mean, 
I'm going to talk about this in our devoted community tonight, and I hope other devoted communities get this opportunity. And with later, as I disciple and make more disciples, I think this could be part of the discussion and yeah, and, for sure. and really incorporating that. But yeah, hopefully this somehow challenged you, blessed you, encouraged you, whatever it did to you. Uh, we're so pumped that you listen. Hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Thank you.